All right, Steph Curry and the Warriors smash the Jazz. What's going on? What's What are the Jazz doing? Let's talk about it. It's the Hoopsner Show. Alright guys, before we get started, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to pro go to prizepicks.com, use promo code Hoopsner. They will match up to one hundred dollars. You put down five dollars, they will give you five dollars. It's free money up to a hundred bucks. Go do it. It's a lot of fun. You can go pick your players, the over-unders. Do you think someone's gonna go over like Steph Curry on the Jazz? Do you think that uh, marketing's going to have a tough night and go on the under? Possibly. Now's the time to bet the unders on Utah for at least the next few games. But anyways, go to pricepicks.com, use promo code HOOPSNERD, and it supports the channel. All right, so the Utah Jazz uh, lose to the Golden State Warriors. There's a lot to discuss tonight, and I think there's a lot of things we've got to talk about as a reminder. There were some interesting things that the Jazz decided to do tonight, and, and they're looking long-term. Like they said they would. The Utah Jazz told us they're thinking long-term. And guess what? They are making moves that have the long-term in sight, you know? They made all those moves at trade deadline with the long-term in mind. And then they're making rotation moves with that same mindset. And that's really, I mean, the explanation for a lot of things. If people are wondering what's going on, I'm telling you, that's <laughs> that's it. All right, so... By the way, before we talk about the Jazz, can we just mention that the Warriors looked awesome tonight? Even with Draymond Green in foul trouble, he had three fouls in the first quarter. It didn't really make too much difference because Andrew Wiggins looked like finals, uh, you know, when Andrew Wiggins was the second most important player on that team. Definitely looked like it tonight. He goes six for 10 from the field, 17 points, perfect from three. He was fantastic tonight. Led the Warriors in plus-minus, actually, along with Steph Curry. I mean, tonight he was the second-best player. He was incredible. Uh, yeah, he just had 17 points, but he was just awesome. Um, his defense was incredible. And you know what? Clay Thompson looked like vintage Clay, Clay Thompson tonight. You know, Steph Curry shooting, you know, he had an incredible fourth quarter. Takes 16 threes, makes seven of them. But he was moving the ball around. Look at that. Ten assists for Steph, and a lot of that was to, to Clay who looked like vintage clay, 11 for 19 from the field, 3 for 7 from 3 for 26 points. Uh, this Warriors team is figuring it out, and it's you know it's tough that the Jazz have to play them twice now in the next three or four days because they are looking awesome. You know, and Jonathan Kaminga is turning into a player as well. So this, this Warriors team is kind of figuring out who they are while the Jazz are also. But, well, they're the, the Warriors kind of know what they are, and that's why they held stood pat at the trade deadline, the Jazz are in a completely different area as a team and are trying to figure out who they are at all right now. Um, so anyways, let's talk about it. Now, you know, the Jazz lose this game by, you know, a pretty a 22. Steph Curry blew up in the fourth quarter, but this was actually close. It, it was going to be five points at halftime, just a five-point lead until Draymond makes the three. But the Jazz kept it relatively close in the third quarter, and at one point I think they even pulled it within three. And then the Warriors just kind of, you know, they're the Warriors, and Steph Curry is Steph Curry, and they took out the Jazz uh, like good teams do. But there were some things about this game uh, that we need to talk about, some things that were good and some things to remember. Now... Lowry marketing goes eight for 17 from the field. You'll look at these numbers. And if anyone who, you know, didn't watch this game, they'll look at the percentages and probably not think much of it. Lowry marketing was not very good in this game. He was not very good and he got bullied. Uh, this Warriors team has size. When you consider Kaminga, Wiggins, Draymond, all these wings they have and the guys that can defend the wing. I mean, they bullied him off of his spots all night long. And, you know, it's a credit to marketing that he still found a way to score 42% from three, 47% from the field, but he has just five rebounds and 19 points. And it was a minus 26 tonight. You know, this starting unit, this starting group, uh, it was rough. You know, those four, John Collins, Larry Markinen, uh, Keontae George and Colin Sexton. I mean, those guys took the brunt of, you know, the Steph and Wiggins minutes and it was brutal. Um, but you know what? There's some things that we've got to discuss a little bit with marketing right now. 
everything that Markinen does, and let me pop this out in case I'm not missing. I don't want to miss any chat. I'm going to pull this out. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that Markinen does incredibly well. He's a great shooter. Uh, he is an incredible play. You know, he's a great cutter. He's actually really good in transition. He can go, he can score in the post on a dis on a mismatch, at least right now on a mismatch. Um, and he can do a lot of different things. He scores that bucket well, and he can really hit some tough shots. Uh, there's some things he's got to learn to do. One of those is play through physicality like he did tonight. I mean, this is the Warriors, and they looked like the finals champion Warriors from like two years ago. And if you're going to face a team like this, there's going to be times where Larry Markkinen is going to have to overcome that type of play, you know? If he's the, the top five player that you want or you think you have to win a title, then he's going to have to be the type of guy that can overcome this type of Warriors team and really score, you know? And if you can't, then it shows that the Jazz kind of understand that and have got some, like, if if Lowry Markkinen can't overcome those situations, then it's obvious the Jazz need another superstar. And I think probably all Jazz fans agree with that. Probably, Right that the Jazz need another star that is at least as good as Larry Markkinen, but probably much better, right? You probably need a top 10, top 5 guy if you want to win a championship with this Jazz team because I don't think Larry Markkinen is there. Now, at times, I think Larry Markkinen plays like a top 15 player. At worst, I think he's top 20. You know, and that's really great. But you're going up against Steph Curry, who's a top 5 player, and you're going up against Draymond, who is a you know, elite defender and Kaminga, who's an elite athlete and big and strong. And, you know, Wiggins is an elite defender when he wants to be. And it was a struggle tonight and he needed that other superstar. Now, you know, everyone on online is probably, you know, and I've seen a lot of people online on Twitter complaining about a lot of different things and lineups and whatnot. You know what? Do you really think that Kelly Olynyk and Simone Fontecchio were going to be the difference in this game? In a game the Jazz lost by 22? Do, do Jazz fans really think that? I mean, in, in the comments, let me know. I mean, yeah, sure. Kelly Olynyk provides some playmaking and makes things a little easier. So I think this game would have probably been a little closer. But do you really think the Warriors wouldn't have scored what they did on, on Kelly, on Kelly Olynyk? I don't know. Uh, you know, I I don't really think so. I you know Kelly Olynyk is a is a nice offensive player. He is a bad defensive player. You know, I don't think the score is all that much different. Maybe a little closer, but not much different. Uh, do we really think that Ochai Abaji was going to change this game? He was playing ten minutes a night, and he can't. He couldn't hit threes the last month or two. Couldn't hit a three. Really couldn't. He was down to 33% from three. He had gone like one for 20 or something like that. Like two or three for 20 in his last 23s. You really think that Ochai Baji was changing this game? You know, do we really think Simone Fontecchio was having that huge of an impact? That he was going to stop Steph Curry tonight? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, we saw a tweet from Andy Larson where I guess jazz players were frustrated in the locker room. And that's probably a good thing that they care. You know, it's good they care and they want to win and want to make the playoffs. So win then, you know, is Keontae George, George starting over Chris Dunn all that much different? Keontae played 29. Chris Dunn played more minutes tonight than he typically does, even with starting before the trade deadline. He was averaging like 16 minutes a night. He played 19 tonight. That's why he's been playing. Do we, I mean, honestly, like some of the things that are being said, I'm like, do you really, that's really what you think? Like Kelly Olenek? Yeah, Kelly Olenek's nice and he shoots 40% from three and he probably would have added, what, eight points and five assists and, and four rebounds and the Jazz probably would have been maybe four or five points closer, but maybe not because he can't defend anything. Okay, the Jazz defense in this last month has been like number 30. So it's I don't think it was really changing all that much tonight. Yeah, Taylor Hendricks made some mistakes and had some 
some problems, but he also defended pretty well, and he was only a minus two and a 20-something point loss. Guess what? That's called defense. Look at this. We had some guys that were plus. Look, Chris Dunn was a plus seven. By the way, this lineup that was uh, Chris Dunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, Taylor Hendricks, and Walker Kessler, that was the lineup that was really interesting because it was really good defensively against second units. And I think uh, Will Hardy saw that, and that may be something we see lots more of. You know, THT had some backbreaker plays, uh, but he was a plus six, and he hit some threes, and he made some pretty good plays, especially in the first half. He made some nice, honestly, some nice plays, played pretty controlled until he had some brutal turnovers. That's the biggest thing with him, man, is the, the decision-making sometimes is just brutal. But anyways, can we just... And let's, I mean, I guess we just got to go pig picture here. Big, pig picture, big picture here. Kelly Olenek wasn't changing much tonight. And it's not like the Jazz have been blowing the doors off people of of late. Um, if, if the Jazz players are really that mad, let's see. Let's go to the Utah Jazz and just look at this. Like, let's just look at the reality of what's going on. Um... Oh, Curry finisher to imaginary superstar. <laughs> Curry made some chicken out of the jazz. Clay too, some barbecue chicken. That's for dang sure. Uh, but let's see. Let's go to uh, let's go to the schedule. And by the way, thank you, DWCB, I assume, for the $2. I really appreciate it. Um, look, the jazz, look at this. If the Jazz didn't want their players to be traded at trade deadline, especially the vets, if they want to make the playoffs. Well, then guess what? Three losses in a row. Two wins. Three losses. Like, they're not, it's not like they're blowing the doors off. In their last, from, you know, their last 10 games, how many is this? One, two, three, four, five, six. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses. I mean, basically, I guess we can take off that. Six loss because this was post-trade deadline. Uh, let's see. Three, six losses and four wins. They were four and six in their last 10. Okay? It's not like they were like blowing the doors off people anymore. They had been figured out in a lot of ways. Colin Sexton had been scouted. And they weren't at four and six in their last 10. Spare me. Spare me the frustration in the locker room. All right? And if you can't overcome a little bit of trade deadline, by the way, this is what real NBA teams go through big boy NBA teams. You know what it's like right now to be on the Lakers with LeBron James tweeting out the, the hourglass emoji, like actively revolting against the coach and actively asking for, I mean, honestly, actively asking for the GM to trade the players on the team sitting next to him in the locker room. And they're figuring out how to get wins. I tell you what, that's pretty good mental toughness to deal with the biggest superstar and one of the most famous people on the planet telling you that you need to get traded if you don't play well, and they're figuring out how to win games. And man, I tell you what, their trade deadline where they did nothing was probably more disruptive than the Jazz trading Kelly Olynyk. okay? Probably a little bit more... Uh, mental toughness needed by them than this jazz roster. Okay. Now I get it. You know that it's frustrating to lose. And I'm sure the jazz players are frustrated. That tweet by Andy Larson. If you haven't go, go look at his Twitter, but it said it's one of the most frustrated locker rooms for the jazz he's seen in a while. Well, I, you know, fine. They're, they lost and they're frustrated. They should be frustrated. If you want to win games and you lose and you, then that's the correct attitude. But if this is over trading vets, spare me this happens with every team are the jazz the only team that made trades this off this this trade deadline the jazz were, were the jazz the only team that made trades other teams seem to be okay it's part of the game guys if you can't overcome a little bit of a trade deadline and some adjustments the team's making i don't know what to tell you and the jazz want to go better because back to the larry marketing discussion here he wasn't very good tonight he was a minus 26. He wasn't very good. He got scored on at multiple times. It was not great. You know, he still managed to be efficient, which is a super good. It's a credit to him. But come on. 
if you are going to be then then buck up really score the ball dominate a quarter take the lead it didn't happen you know and that's what Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge understand is that it's not there yet we're not here to go get some cute little trade for DeJounte Murray so the Jazz can win five extra games and get their absolute heads caved in by the 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 thunder or something like that is that really what jazz fans want or do you want to win an actual title because this iteration of the jazz is not there you know the jazz are trying to figure out how to develop these youth while also keeping larry marketing and that's what they're going to do i you know I, I guess I'm at a loss a little bit with some of the expectations with Jazz fans. I, I think we got to remember that the emotions run high in these losses. But there's two things you got to remember. The Jazz aren't there yet. They're just not. They I I think they will still make the plan, to be honest. I think I saw enough signs tonight that they've just need some time to figure things out. But they're not there yet to be a contender. And the Jazz want to be a contender. They don't want to be a cute little first-round exit. They don't. They want to win a championship. They want a banner. I want a banner, right? I want a banner up there that says NBA champions. I don't, I'm not worried about Western Conference champions or that. And the Jazz, by the way, aren't even good enough to get the Western Conference finals, okay? This team is not getting there. And so they've made the adjustments they need to. We talked about this at the trade deadline. They traded the guys that they didn't feel like were long-term parts of the team and that gives them cap space to give money to Larry Markkinen to keep him long-term. And this also opens up the minutes for Taylor Hendricks, Keontae George, and possibly Bryce Sensabaugh to get some minutes on the floor. It's what they need to do. We were excited about getting the number nine pick. Well, that player's not going to develop into anything if he doesn't get any minutes. And to be honest, the Jazz are a little bit behind. Players like Bilal Koulibaly that the Jazz tried to trade up for have been getting minutes all season and are now reaping the wards, the the rewards of that time. The Jazz need to get those minutes going. There's only so much you can learn in the G League. Go to a G League game. Guys, go to a G League game and watch what it that that thing is a gentleman's agreement at times. You know, defense is played, but it's kind of quote unquote defense. You know, the guys that go there, if you can score, you can you, you know. If you're a good, if you're an NBA player, you can score in the G League, and we saw that from Sensabaugh. We saw that from Taylor Hendricks. We saw Taylor Hendricks do some pretty awesome things in the G League, but there's only so much you're going to learn there. Taylor Hendricks now in two games has gotten to face Kevin Durant and now Steph Curry, Draymond, uh, Bradley Beal. In two games, he has gotten a crash course in playing in the NBA. You know. And tonight was tough. He had a hard time figuring out how to impact the game. He still managed to get four rebounds and 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 one assist. Or let's see, right here. Four rebounds and a block. He didn't get a... a oh, man, I'm getting lost here. Uh, four, let's... And four personal fouls. Taylor Hendricks needs time. He needs time. You're not going to get the same type of education in high school that you do in college. You're just not, right? It's there's a difference between JV and and the JV and the main team. I forgot what it's called. Okay, so eventually you've got to get there, and that's where you're gonna learn. And guess what? It's tough. Your first two nights are against Durant and Curry. Pretty tough stuff. Uh, and he's gonna figure it out. And then you know the other surprise tonight was they started um, Keontae George at point which he had lost, and now they're bringing it back because they want to see what they have. And that's what Zanuck and Ainge told us. By the way, they're telling us everything that they're doing. Anyone that's surprised like this, it's like, why? If you go to SLC Dunk and you're reading what SLC Dunk is reporting and saying and and letting you know, you see these things coming. I, I tell you what, you can follow me on Twitter. I tell you every day what's going on. I've been telling you on this channel all season long, there is a plan in place and the Jazz are enacting it. Anyways, so Larry Markkinen's got to be better. And we found out tonight, like, you know, he's got a ways to go if he wants to be the number one option. Um, but nights like tonight make you realize, you know what? They probably do need someone like Cooper Flagg. 
because the Jazz aren't getting him in free agency. And by the way, not a lot of guys even move in free agency anymore. You're only getting guys through trade. Most of these guys are now going getting their max contract, and then they're getting traded two or three years later. It's shorter windows. The only other way you keep these guys long-term is through the draft. It's how you do it. It's how Danny Ainge has done it every single time. And it's how you it's how you it's how you grow a champion. You have to draft your stars. You just have to. You have to draft your superstars. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't. And the Jazz did it with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and that wasn't even close to good enough. And then they did it with Darren Williams. And he turned out to be incredible. And he was a top 10 player at his peak. And guess what? The Jazz went to the Western Conference Finals. And then guess what? The other time the Jazz made it to the finals, who did they draft? Carl Malone, John Stockton. They drafted AK-47, and that had huge dividends, right? You have to draft them, and you have to develop them, too. Some of you know, a lot of these guys, they aren't four-year college players like they were 30 years ago, like John Stockton and Carl Malone. They come in young. Keontae George, did he just turn 20 years old? He's got to develop. You've just got to figure it out, but he's got all the tools, but he needs time to figure it out. Um Anyways, John Collins has been efficient for the Jazz. The defense is not quite there. He's, it's been an interesting season for John Collins because you look at these numbers, 50% from the field. Uh, he misses the one three he took. He was perfect from the line. He gets seven rebounds, five assists, uh, and yet he was a minus 27. I think, um, I don't know what to think because there's things I really love about John Collins, and then there's things I love about Walker Kessler and they don't really work together very well because they kind of play the same position. It really is like two centers. As you know, as as bouncy as John Collins is, he's not a very lateral uh quickness guy, and he's not a very good ball handler, you know, nor is he a pull-up three. So he's really kind of a, a center, and that's why he's been playing center. But you know, once they traded Fontecchio, they needed to and to give space to Walker Kessler. Uh it makes it tough. This is a clunky starting lineup, but what this does do is allow Walker Kessler back into the starting unit to develop because guess what? Walker Kessler needs to develop as well. There's some things he's just got to get better at. Uh, tonight, 11 points, nine rebounds, uh, one assist, two steals, and four blocks. The numbers are great. You know, there's just, and this is something that I think John Collins can actually teach Walker Kessler. Actually, two things. John Collins is tough. He's just tough. And when I talk toughness, he's not afraid of physical contact. He's not afraid of getting into it. He's not afraid to bang bodies. Uh, John Collins plays well in traffic, and I don't think Walker Kessler is quite there or comfortable yet playing in traffic. He gets pushed around. He just does. John Collins is smaller. He's like 6'9", not as tall, not as long, but he plays bigger in certain situations than Kessler does. He just does. And it's really just the toughness level. And that's kind of the next step for Walker Kessler is both the physical toughness and the mental toughness. I kind of am at the point, you know, we were frustrated. I was frustrated at least after Team USA and the way Steve Kerr treated Walker Kessler and just didn't give him a chance to play. And he absolutely should have gotten more minutes with with uh, Team USA. By the way, am I like fading away? <laughs> the green screen's a little much today. Uh, and it obviously affected him mentally. Uh, and Steve Kerr didn't develop a single thing with Walker Kessler at Team USA Basketball. You know what? It's in the past now. It's over. It's time to get over it. It's time like to just, you're, you're okay. It didn't go well. It was frustrating. Um, there were some come to Jesus moments where you had to kind of learn who am I, what am I as a player? Maybe what am I not as a player? And those things are hard to learn. You know, a lot of us like me found out in like seventh grade that our basketball dreams were probably not going to happen. <laughs> that certain limitations were there. You know, a lot of these rookies, like Walker Kessler has been the best player in the gym his whole life until he got to college. And even in college, he was one of the best players on his team. Now he's on, in the NBA and he's on the floor with the likes of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. And it's the first time he's probably been like, man, I have got a lot that I need to be better at. You know, it happens to every player unless you're like LeBron James. And even LeBron James had to figure things, some things out. Uh, 
But you know what? It's now season two and we're midway through season two. It's been a while since Team USA. It's time to start acting tougher. All right. It's time to start being tougher and getting over it. The mental toughness is important. And that's a big part of being an NBA player is just the mental toughness. When you've got Draymond Green screaming in your face and he is one of the strongest, toughest guys out there, uh, sharp elbows that will crack your bones and you've got to deal with it, you know, and you're going to get bad calls. Guys are going to try to dunk on you. After they dunk on you, they're going to scream in your face. They are going to mock you and belittle you as much as they possibly can. You are going to get cursed at and sworn at and belittled and mocked and cheated by the refs. And all these things are going to happen to you every night. Every night. Who's tough enough? Right? I think that's the biggest thing the Jazz are trying to learn right now is who's tough enough for this? Are you going to cry like a little baby in the locker room because you lost a game? Or are you going to turn it around? What else are you going to do? Are you going to cry that Kelly Olynyk got traded? Are you really going to cry about that? Or are you going to go out and prove it and play? Win your minutes. Win your matchups. Or are you going to go out there like Markkanen did and get pushed around tonight? Pushed around. Bullied. Backed away. Knocked off your spot. Scuffling your feet. And not scoring. And not dominating your matchup. It was not a great night for Markkanen. And honestly, in a lot of moments, there were a lot of situations. Walker Kessler should have had 16 rebounds tonight. And didn't get him. Didn't get him. And I know the numbers are good. You look at these numbers. Four blocks, two steals, one assist, nine rebounds. Five for seven from the field. 11 points. You know what? It should be 15 points. He missed a layup because he wouldn't dunk the ball. Dunk the ball. Do you think Shaq would have not dunked the ball? You think Patrick Ewing wouldn't have dunked that ball? Dunk the ball. Scream in someone else's face. When the problem's facing you, scream back at it. Don't back down. Are you the type that stands up to the problem or do you just back down? That's what Danny Ainge is watching. And Danny Ainge, who got punched in the face more than anyone I've ever seen, is watching. You know what? The playoffs are going to get hard. You're going to have tough moments. You're going to have guys grabbing and scratching and clawing. You're going to have cuts all over your arms and your chest. You're going to get poked in the eye. You're going to get hard fouled. You're going to have refs do a bad job. Are you tough enough to overcome it? Or are you just going to get knocked off your spot? Are you going to watch the ball bounce away and you're not going to jump and dive and grab it? Are you going to be worried that you get dunked? Like all these things. Are you mentally tough enough to overcome it? Every single one of these players has to ask themselves, am I tough enough? Am I going to do it next time or am I just going to back down? Is the game going to control me or am I going to control the game? You know? There was a lot of there was a lot of moments tonight where some of the some of the vets and some of the young players just need to be tougher flat out. Uh Walker Kessler um has this thing is is I'm pretty hard on Walker Kessler to be honest. I'm probably one of the people that's most hard on him. But the thing is, is Walker Kessler's seven foot, seven foot one, long wingspan, has so many natural gifts on the defensive end, and he's actually got pretty good touch on the offensive end. But he needs some toughness. Flat out. It's time to be a little bit tough. It's time that's the next step. I don't care if you can shoot a corner three. I don't really care. I don't care if you can um drive and dunk on somebody. I don't care if you can put it between your legs and drive. I don't care. What I care is that you're tough enough to dunk the ball on somebody, shove them out of the way, get the rebound, and put it back in. Stop getting shoved around. That's what I am really looking at right now. I don't care about the three-point shot. I don't care about any of that. He doesn't honestly need it. But what he does need is some toughness. I want to see the toughness. I want to see some dominance, some aggression, some nasty, right? I don't want to just see like, oh, we didn't we didn't get the shot. Better jog back into 
to the post. Like, no, I want to see some, I want to see some dominant plays. It's been a while since we've seen something, you know, like why have, why isn't Walker Kessler dunking on some people? Right? Like when's the last time we saw him rise and just dunk on somebody? Come on. It's like, why are we finessing it all the time? I don't know. I I want to see that toughness. I want to see some cram here, some dunk, some some nasty. That's what you need some of that to win the game. And if anyone has any questions of why this Walker Kessler has not been able to assert himself in the starting lineup, it's that right there. There's some limitations on the offensive end, sure. And the defense is really good. But man, there is a lack of toughness that needs to get better. And I think it can. I think it can. Or at least the skill level can get to a level where maybe it doesn't matter. But man, there's times where I'm just like, can you please knock someone down and get a rebound and put it back in and score? You know, come on. Uh, Colin Sexton actually looked pretty darn nice tonight. 22 points. He was back to his efficiency. Um, the floater was starting to fall tonight. He actually had a really nice night, honestly. I know he was minus 20. In in all essence, the Jazz defense was is just bad. The Jazz need more defensive talent. It's why Taylor Hendricks needs to develop, to be honest. Um, finisher, uh, DW to CB. Kessler needs to eat more shakaroni to dunk more. Yeah, he needs to go take a class of shak foo or something. It's, come on. Ha please, please. <laughs> go, get, go climb a cliffside and get an eagle egg to get his nutrients, okay? And then come back and 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 get some fight, you know. Uh, anyways, you got to give props to Colin Sexton. He has played his way into earning that starting role and unquestionably should be a starter. Nine for fifteen from the field, two for three from the three point line. So that's nice to see. I wish he'd stop missing free throws. He goes two for four from the line again, uh, but six rebounds, five assists. Uh, nice night from Colin Sexton. I actually don't have a lot of bad to say about Sexton. He play, he played well, and he deserves a lot of flowers. He's been playing great. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason. The Jazz, by the way, we're going to go big picture here uh, and talk about some things. Uh, Keontae George had a tough night. He, he comes into the game. He hits his first shot. It was this three-point line, and then the shot was just not falling tonight. It It's a tough night. I mean, just like for Taylor Hendricks, Keontae George comes back to the starting unit and guess what? You're you're starting against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you're guarding Steph Curry, who is one of the guys that moves around more than anyone in the league. You're having to go into the lane against Kaminga, Dray Draymond Green. Kaminga's good, by the way, guys. I, you know, there were people that were saying like, no, the Jazz should not get Kaminga, and I was like, why? He's like six nine, insanely strong and athletic, and he's starting to shoot the ball well from three. Like, you don't want that guy. Okay. Anyways, he's good for them. He's a good defender and he plays hard. And you combine that with Draymond Green and how how well Andrew Wiggins is playing right now, that's a tough start, you know. Uh there was a few times where I wanted to see that aggression from Keontae George a, a little as well. And one thing he's got to learn is he's got to learn a little bit of that toughness as well. Keontae's got to get over some of the mistakes cuz guess what? They're going to happen. You know, you're going to make mistakes, especially at point guard. Uh, it's not like Walker Kessler where it's like you, you know, set screens and roll and dunk. You're making every single decision. And guess what? It's really fast paced in the NBA and you're making all the decisions. And a lot of the scoring is dependent on what you do. And you're just going to make mistakes. Got to get over it. If you throw the ball away, miss a three, if the shot's not falling, you got to still get back in transition. You've got to still play hard. And so that's one thing that he's got to learn. Um, he still managed to get four assists, uh, but it was a tough night for Keontae. I, I tell you what, it was just a tough night. And by the way, this is just new lineups. Uh, Keontae George, and this is one thing I was thinking about while I was watching, you know, a lot of these guys had been figuring things out in a specific role with the team before the trade deadline. You know, the thing about losing Kelly Olynyk in a vacuum, it's like, it's whatever. Uh, Fontecchio is fine, although, you know, I don't think they're, the Jazz are really going to cry themselves to sleep at night because they don't have Simone Fontecchio. Uh, you know, and Ochai Baji, as much as I loved him and his potential, was not really contributing in a big way. Uh, but what did happen 
is that Keontae George goes from playing against second units to the starting unit, and you go from playing with a specific group of players to a different one. And he's also coming into a starting lineup that's not that fluid. You know, John Collins and Walker Kessler is two centers. It is what it is. And Larry Markinen is probably best at the four position. Uh, and so the Jazz really aren't playing with a wing. They're playing with like two centers and a forward and then two guards. And so it's going to be tough. It's a tough situation. And so it's going to take him some time. It just is. He was really figuring it out. I mean, we saw it. I mean, look at this. Let's just go to, um, in fact, we'll just, you'll just see. He had really figured it out with the second unit and had five or six games there where he was like blowing the doors off people. Uh, you know, these last five, look at this, 55% from the field, 55, 53, 54. Uh, he has the one bad game against, you know, Kevin Durant, but that's kind of this new look jazz with different lineups. But look at these last four. He's crushing teams, you know, crushing them. Guess what? Now it's time to progress to the next level. And that's hard to do, you know. It takes time. It's going to take a little bit, but you're going from playing second units, you know, playing off of guys to now he's got the ball in his hands and he's got to be the guy. And you're going against, against Steph Curry. You're going against Kevin Durant. It's tough to do. So this is great for Keontae George. Sure. The numbers don't look very good tonight. That's just not arguable. Uh, two for 10, one for six, four assists. Um, he did keep the turnover ratio pretty decent, but minus 32. Not, you know, they got killed tonight. But guess what? Now he's playing up against these guys. He knows what level he needs to get to. He achieved it with the second unit. He overcame his issues. Because guess what? He was struggling earlier in the season as well. And he figured it out and played through it. He got those minutes. Taylor Hendricks hasn't gotten that. You know, and so Keontae George is on kind of like the second level of development now. He's hit level one. You know, he hit it. He's there. Now it's level two. Can you go to a starting unit? He's got Walker Kessler, Larry Markin, and John Collins, all starting rotation-level players on his team, and he's got to figure it out. And he will. He will, but it's going to be a little painful. But guess what? That is the thing the Jazz need for the long term. Keontae George is the future at point guard for this team. You know, unless something happens or, you know, they go into the draft and some superstar is there and whatnot but most likely they're happy with Keontae George at point for a long time because he fits for perfectly next to wings the Jazz are going into this draft if they fall into the top 10 which seems kind of likely or seems at least possible they're probably going to try to draft a wing and Keontae can play next to that player because we know he can kind of play off the ball or on the ball and you know anyways he's going to develop but it's a tough night for him this was important for the Jazz. They made they made it very clear in their trade moves. Justin Zanuck, you can go listen to and read all the comments. They're going for championship. They're not going for cute little first-round exits. They're going for a championship. And if you're going to do that, you have to draft your talent and you have to develop them. And they've already started it. Keontae George is playing and starting and getting minutes and going to develop. And guess what? You're going to see bad nights like this. This is how it goes. You know who's pretty happy they didn't give up on him right away? It was the Memphis Grizzlies and Mike Conley because it was pretty darn rough. Go look at the numbers. You know who turned out pretty good, who had a really rough uh, rookie year? Uh, Darius Garland on the Cavs. Now he's, and now he's an all-star. And Keontae's been better than those two both. You know, he's played really well. And so it's going to take some time, but you know what? You need to give him the minutes because that's what's good for the Jazz long-term. Not making every little vet happy. You know, if Jordan Clarkson's not happy with the decisions they made, well, tough cookies because we're the Utah Jazz and we make decisions based on what's best for the Jazz, not for just individual players. And that includes Lowry Markkinen. If, if Lowry Markkinen doesn't renegotiate with the Jazz this uh, this season, you can bet Danny Ainge will trade him so fast, so fast, <laughs> faster than you can say Vitu, okay? So it will go fast. And uh, that's how it goes. Because guess what? The Jazz are not playing this game that they used to play where we just kowtow to players. No, oh, is Donovan happy? Is Donovan mad? Oh my gosh. We better go sign Eric Pascal to make him happy. Make him happy. Oh, we better 
keep Royce O'Neal because if we trade Royce O'Neal, then Donovan Mitchell will be sad. They're not doing that anymore. They're doing what's best for the Utah Jazz. And that means developing youth. And if that means going for Cooper Flag, then dang it, that's what they're going to do. 100%. And you either care or you're off. And Will Hardy has said that multiple times. He made that comment about Bryce Sensabaugh before the game even started. Bryce Sensabaugh will get minutes as soon as he cares about 100% more things than just scoring the ball. What did Will Hardy say earlier in the season when the Jazz were losing? You are going to play if, one, you pass the ball, and two, you care about the Utah Jazz. And honestly, this is not to attack Markinen or anything like that. Because honestly, I think Larry Markinen's 100% in on the plan. Uh, because he's made those comments. He said he hoped he's not traded. Blah, 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 blah. I think he 100% knows what's going on. He knows what it takes to win and what it takes for this team to win. And that means drafting your talent and developing it. And they've already started with Keontae George and, and, and Taylor Hendricks. And they've got to develop those guys. They just have to. They have all the potential in the world. I still can't believe some people were wanting to trade first-round picks for DeJounte Murray, who, by the way, is a Rich Paul client who is going to the Lakers. You know why there were you know why there were rumors about the Lakers and the Atlanta Hawks because Rich Paul of Clutch Sports is his agent. Also, if you don't know, he is the partner of LeBron James. That's their agency. You think that DeJounte Murray is staying long term with the Jazz? No, he is going to the Lakers. You're really going to give first-round picks up for DeJounte Murray as he goes off to, to Lakerland? No. And you know what? Tony Jones even said that was never a thing. You know? The Jazz might have offered... You know what? They probably offered, um, uh, like, possibly Colin Sexton. Maybe. And even if even that, I'm not even sure. You know? Who knows? But it certainly wasn't any draft capital worth worrying about. It was probably seconds and a player like that or Jordan Clarkson or something like that. Who knows? But it wasn't going to be anything of huge import. Um, anyways, Taylor Hendricks, we've mentioned it a little bit. He is getting minutes, and he was the first sub off the bench. He comes in, and you know what? It was a struggle. But guess what? There are flashes, and I've seen enough that I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. He needs time on the floor. He needs time to figure it out. He's got to be able to play through his mistakes, and the Jazz are allowing him to do that now. He has been in the G League. He's paid his dues. He's now on the, on the roster, and he's got to play. And the thing is, is Jazz fans were clamoring for this for a long time. Well, now you have it. Turns out Will Hardy understood. He wasn't quite there yet before when they were trying to win a lot of games to see if they could convey the pick. He was not playing. Turns out Will Hardy kind of knows what he's doing. In fact, in every situation we've seen something shake up the jazz, you look back and you're like, holy cow, Will Hardy's pretty good. He knows what he's doing, you know? And so now they're going to figure it out. It's going to be tough. It's going to be painful at times. There's going to be mistakes. You're going to watch Taylor Hendricks get crossed out of his shoes against Kevin Durant. And you're going to watch him be a little bit lost against Steph Curry on the perimeter as he dances and scores his three-pointer. I mean, this is the NBA. It's like Street Fighter. You have new bosses every round, and you got to learn how to play them every single round. And the first time you play him on Street Fighter, guess what? Blanca does the spinny move, and he knocks you over, and then he electrocutes you, and you get smoked. But then the next time you play him, you know what to expect. It just takes time. You've got to play to learn. You've got to... You've just got to get experience. That's what it takes. You've got to take your lumps and then you learn and that's how you grow. And guess what? The more minutes he gets, the more confidence he feels from the, the coaching staff and the front office, which they fully support him. He'll know that he can make those mistakes, but then guess what? He'll start improving and get better. I actually think the next two or three, I don't think the Jazz are going to win either of the next two games. If they do, I'm going to be really excited, really excited. But I don't think they're winning. They're playing the Lakers next. The Lakers are tough. They are dealing with uh, LeBron James and the media and all this stuff. And they're tough. They're a good team now. 
Uh, the obviously the Warriors are really good. By the way, the Warriors are just good. Sometimes you just lose because the Warriors are really good. Uh, but anyways, uh, Taylor Hendricks is. I'm really happy he's getting these minutes because he has the potential to be something really special. He does. I don't know if he's ever going to be an All Star, but he certainly has a chance to be a first team All Defense guy, and and a guy that can. I mean, maybe he could be an all-star. If he's first-team all-defense, then that immediately gets you in the conversation, at least. Uh, he has a chance. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was, I think, the leading scorer for the Jazz. Sorry. Tied for the leading scorer with Colin Sexton. Um, pretty nice. Four for seven from three. It was nice to see the three-point shot falling. Um, it's nice to have Jordan Clarkson on the team because having these vets like Clark, you know, Clarkson, Sexton, Collins... Uh, marketing that's enough bets on the team that if they're good enough with these rookies when the rookies start figuring it out they should be able to make the play in or at least convey the the pick and if not then you know what they weren't good enough in the first place so we'll see but you know jordan clarkson it's nice to have him on the team because you can put him on the floor to try to win games when you're close uh chris don chris dunn is incredible uh, the shooting wasn't there tonight. 0 for 3 from 3, 1 for 6 from the field. In, in, you know, last show we talked about how he needs to just let it fly. And then he does, and he goes 0 for 3. So you can see why sometimes he's a little tentative, but he's still three. he still can knock those down. Um, 1 for 6 from the field, you know, he's not the greatest offensive player, but what he is is, like, the greatest defensive player. I think Chris Dunn should be first-team all-defense. It's amazing what he does. Defensively, he just absolutely look at this three steals in 19 minutes. It's crazy what he does disrupting the the um just the ball. Uh, no block shots tonight, so no stocks. Just just no stocks, just steals. But uh, you know what? He was a plus seven. He just truly impacts game in a, games in a big way. I bet you he's the Jazz sixth man next year. He just comes in and he just disrupts things. And you can play him longer if you want and have him guard Steph Curry and things like that. But you know what? They even brought him in on Steph Curry and Steph Curry still still scored. Because Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Uh, you know, anyways, I just love Chris Dunn. I think he's awesome. So it was, uh, you know, it's pretty standard Chris Dunn night. Three steals, although struggled offensively. That's kind of who Chris Dunn is a little bit sometimes. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker continues to get minutes. He was actually pretty decent tonight. Plus six, 13 points. He had a brutal uh, turnover at one point that really hurt the Jazz. Uh, but he also had some plays where he was keep, keeping him in it. He was five for nine from the field. He played pretty controlled until he had just two brutal turnovers. But 13 points, four assists. I actually play, think overall he played pretty well. Um, so it's nice to see. Uh, there are going to be times where it's going to be pretty brutal. but Oh, sorry. But tonight, it was overall very good. Um, well, overall good, you know, with some kind of some bad things sprinkled in there. But overall, it's nice to see Taylor Norton Tucker doing well. He's had a good attitude, and he's been a professional, so it's nice to see uh, what he can do. Um, we didn't see Bryce Sensabaugh tonight. Uh, we'll see if he gets minutes. I, You know, we were told that he might start getting some more minutes. We'll see. It just depends on the defense. But right now, Taylor Horton Tucker comes in. And like we said earlier in the season, a lot of times Taylor Horton Tucker is in because he brings a lot of length. It's kind of a defensive play. And it was interesting to watch THT, Chris Dunn, Hendricks, and Kessler on the floor together. The Warriors at that time, they really struggled to score. And that was their second unit. So maybe the Jazz can do something like that against second units and really kind of have a really dominant bench and then hopefully they can be good enough with their starters to win games, you know, so should be interesting. All right, guys. Well, after tonight, let's refresh this. The jazz get jumped by, they are now tied with the bulls uh, for 11th. They need to keep winning games because they are just a game and a half up on Houston. They have some tough ones coming up. It's now uh, next game is day after tomorrow. It's against the Lakers. And then the next one after that is this Warriors team. And they're playing well. So that Warriors team might be tired. So maybe the Jazz can get one on them. We shall see. But it'll be a back-to-back -back for the Jazz. Uh, Utah's now tied with the Bulls, who won uh, their recent game. So if we're going to convey the pick, they better... Uh... <laughs> 
They got to figure it out soon, but we knew that this was going to be a little rough after the trade deadline. All right, let's see here. Um, let's give a shout out to our all-stars tonight. Guys, um, long show tonight. There was a few things that I felt like just need to be said. By the way, can rookies just be rookies? Like, I, you know, I see people saying like Taylor Hendricks is bad. He's played like he started two games or not even started. He's played like what? Five actual. I mean, he's played honestly in like six total NBA games or something like that. Can maybe he have more than five or six games before we have definitions of what a player is or isn't? You know, my goodness. Sometimes the things I see, I just think, why do I, why do I get on the internet? <laughs> you know, like, why am I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's see here. Um, <laughs> yeah, leave Hendricks and Brittany alone. Let him develop. Let rookies be rookies, okay? Let them be rookies. All right, let's give a shout out to our all-stars tonight. Oh, I forgot to load it up. By the way, guys, if you're new here, like and subscribe to the channel. I would appreciate it. If you haven't already, you can join the channel to support. That would be great as well. All right, let's give a shout out to our all-stars. Let's give a shout out to Ryan Perry, the legend. Jay, Just Buckets, JB, Baby Elliot Madsen, Christian House Money, the Haas, the Outlaw, Jesse James Nelson, all the Josh you need, just Josh in your pod. Is Secret Ricey the man from down under? Yes, Jake C. Can. See ya, Alexa Later, Built for Tough, Alexander Tufts, Jorge Arrizaga, Mimigo de Bajo, Jordan the Goat Best Roll, TGD Total Game Domination, Tyson Price, The Price is Right, Austin Argrant, Editor Extraordinaire, Finisher to Imaginary, it's not showing me the full name, DWCB, Patrick Kubel, The Connoisseur, and Robert Hall of Fame. Guys, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to the channel. It's going to be a rough road for a few games, but the Jazz will figure it out. They will. They'll get all-star break, and we'll see. There's a full season left. They can still figure it out and start winning some games, and I think they will. Anyways, guys, like and subscribe to the channel. I will talk to you next time.